Welcome to The Money Hour with host Tina Mitchell and co-host Keelan Harvey. Tina Mitchell, MLO 145420, and Keelan Harvey, MLO 133075, are licensed loan originators with Gateway Mortgage Group, LLC, and MLS 7233. The views expressed by the speakers on the following program are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views of Gateway Mortgage Group, LLC, nor are they necessarily endorsed by Gateway Mortgage Group, LLC. Now, in the studio, local mortgage experts, Tina Mitchell and Keelan Harvey. Welcome to the Money Art, 1150 AM KKNW, the Saturday, April 13th show. I am your host, Tina Mitchell. And I'm your co-host, Keelan Harvey. Your local mortgage experts, bringing in expert advice and inside knowledge on today's events in our economy and how it will affect your money. If you're hearing our show at a different time or day, you are listening to a rebroadcast, but we're here to answer any questions or connect you with the guests that we have on the show. Please call the show at 1-855-411-50. Again, that's one 855 400-1150, and again, or online at themoneyr.com. And in studio, our lineup for today's show, John Wilson of King County Department of Assessments. He's our King County Assessor. He's going to give us an update on property taxes and the housing crisis. Also in studio, Noemi Chaparro of Securian Advisors Northwest. Wealth is attained through teamwork. Also in studio, first time in studio, we have Tamara Stangby with Windermere. Full service real estate in a discounted service era. Asking your agent for more, not last. And great guests that we have in studio today, huh, Keelan? I would say I'm pretty excited about it. We got some rock stars here. Yeah, and for more information or questions that you have on our guests, please call the show at 1-855-411-50. Again, that's 1-855-411-50 or online at themoneyara.com. And we'll start out today, just as we do each week, with a little money chat. Money. Money. So, Keelan, sometimes I ask you ahead of time what you're bringing in for money chat, but we haven't had a chance to talk today, just uh, doing all kinds of fun stuff before heading into studio. So what do you have for our listeners? I'm pretty, I wanted to do a, um, I'm pretty excited. I wanted to do a victory and we shout out to our team, you know, here and there. We We need to shout out more. We probably should. should. Every every single money chat. I agree. We're extremely blessed. It's uh, the Ferrari of mortgage teams, I'll call it. Oh yeah, I heard your call, your call across the wall office today. Yeah, so exciting. Yeah, first time home buyer and we closed, we got into contract on the 27th Mm -hmm. and like literally we're clear to close and it's 14 days. I mean, it's really 10 days because there's only 10 working days. Clear to close. Everybody's absolutely shocked that Mm -hmm. we're closing way early and giving people that option to, hey guys, do you want the keys to your new home early? Yeah. And she was like literally in tears almost on the phone of how excited, it's especially the new home, like your first home that you're yeah, buying. Yes. It's so special. My favorite thing about our job is that moment right there where you just deliver and everybody's so excited and the memories and the love in the house and you know it's going to change yeah. your trajectory forever mm-hmm. and it just feels really good. 
That is so awesome. And, you know, sometimes I plan something and then I get inspired by what you bring into studio. So I just covered up my little notes here. <laughs> She's like, dude, I'm done. <laughs> Forget that. Because it's, you know, yeah, I was listening to the other side of the wall. And I have to say that we do a lot of calls like that. And it's really fun to make the call to the buyer and say, hey, guess what? You know, our our uh, uh, rock star team did such a great job. And thank you for you for expediting and doing your part because it really is a team effort. So if you're listening to the show, uh, normally during the closing process, if you can turn documents around within 48 hours of being requested, you are doing your job at a high level. Not to say if things get stuck up a little bit, you know, time-wise, because that can happen, but uh, that's going to help things run efficiently. And so I'm sure, uh, Keelan, that your buyers did that. And mm-hmm. then, you know, us doing our end. So yeah, we do have a lot of quick closings. Um, I also have a guarantee, a 20-day closing guarantee. Um, doesn't mean that we can't close less than 20 days, but there's money back on that if we don't. And um I recently just got an offer in from one of my great real estate uh, agents that they decided to go with a credit union for whatever reason she couldn't get them to talk to me first and not saying anything bad about credit unions at all. But I will say that credit unions and your and your major banks, they don't focus on mortgage. Mortgage is kind of like the stepchild in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, their, their focus goes on the banking and the profitability of that side. So the mortgage departments sometimes get a little bit left behind. And also, especially with the credit unions, they will not talk to real estate agents. Wow. I mean, they will not have any conversation at all. It all has to go through the through the borrower. And a real estate agent is a big part of the success of that process. And if they're not working with a lender that they know that's part of their power team, they need to really be able to control and manage that process to ensure things get done smooth and efficiently. And in this case, it definitely did not. And the contract came in. It did have two weeks uh, to close, which is a short closing yeah. without any doubt. Um, but And they were ready to get an extension on the closing day. And I won't go into the details of what happened, but we're able to sale, save the deal and pull this deal together. And, and the team says, you know, don't don't get an extension. Let's just keep the, the date that we have on the contract. We'll get through the process. And as long as the buyers are providing what they need to do, we'll meet this closing date. So, yeah, it's really nice. Um, and I want to speak to any business professional that is out there right now, especially in the real estate space and the mortgage space, which uh, we work in that every single day, that uh, it's critically important to invest in your business and have a team. And I coach real estate agents and other business professionals on my philosophy to one-time your business, which is about time management, business efficiency, and lead generation at the highest level possible. And in week five, I talk about embracing your strengths and hiring out your weaknesses. And a really common question I get is, how do I know when it's the right time to hire an assistant? And my answer is right now, if you're asking me that question, now's the time. And I just did an interview with uh, Gordy Marks. I'll give a shout out for Gordy um, over at Remax. And he was my coffee with a superstar. And he had said, which I'd never really thought about it this way because he brought that in. He's got a great team that supports him as well. And he said that if you don't have an assistant, you are your assistant. So true. So it's so true. And so the, the key to success, because a lot of people fail when they're hiring members of their team, but there's only three reasons why. Number one, they hire the wrong person. That's really common to do. So do your due diligence. Hire a coach if you don't know how to go through the personality traits. Working interviews are critically important to know that they have the skills and you can see that they have the skills before you bring them in. I love working interviews, no matter what industry that you're in. 
Uh, the second reason is that you do not have a process and a system set up already for them to follow. So you must have that set up. You have to have that roadmap. And I like to say the ability to be able to keep everybody in their own lanes, uh, because that's a huge key success to uh, to a team. So you have to have the process and set up system set up before you do that. And last, you have to stay in your own lane. You have to release and delegate and let them do their job. Why? Because if you're not going out and doing more of your job, which is generating more business, it is going to fail. So the great news is, is there's only three reasons why it fails. The more challenging is those three reasons are really big reasons. And if you miss one of them, they're going to fail. So, uh, Keelan, thank you for bringing that in. Uh, we've got Victoria here today. We've got Mark and Lisa um, back at the office that are diligently closing loans so that we can do all of this amazing stuff that we do uh, to connect with our referral partners, our clients, and to provide some great uh, information for our listeners that listen to our show every week. Thank you, team. We love you. Yeah, thanks, team. We love you. (laughs) (laughs) All righty. Coming up next on the Money Hour, update on property taxes and housing crisis. We have John Wilson of King County Department of of Assessments. He is our King County Assessor. Right here on 1150 AM KKNW after the short break. Are you a property owner or resident of King County? Did you know everybody is affected by the property tax? Do you ever wonder why your property taxes go up or down? Listen in as King County Assessor John Wilson answers your questions. Assessor Wilson will explain the basics of your property tax and relief that may be available if you qualify. For more information, listen in or visit kingcounty.gov assessor. You're listening to The Money Hour with your host, Tina Mitchell, and co-host, Keelan Harvey, on Alternative Talk AM 1150. Now, back to the show with local mortgage experts, Tina Mitchell and Keelan Harvey. Welcome back to The Bunny Hour on 1150 AM KKNW, the Saturday, April 13th show. I am your host, <laughs> Tina Mitchell. I got it. I'm your host, <laughs> Tina Mitchell. I'm your co-host, Keelan Harvey. You're a local mortgage expert. It is a great day to talk about money, and that's what the show is all about, how to make money, how to save money so that you can have a better quality of life for you and your family. If you're hearing our show at a different time, you are listening to a rebroadcast, but we're here to connect you with the guest, answer any questions that you may have. You can call the show at one 855 Again, that's one 855 41150 or online at the In studio right now, our regular contributor, John Wilson of King County Department of Assessments. He is our King County Assessor. And John's going to be talking about uh, property taxes and home, home housing crisis. John, thank you so much for joining us back in studio. Great to see you, Tina and Keelan. Yeah, and a little bit about John. King County Assessor John Wilson, elected in 2015, assumes office having earned the praise of people both inside and outside King County as one of the most innovative, forward-thinking managers of local government. Wilson served as Chief Deputy Assessor for four years. He, uh, his work gained a reputation for savvy development of mobile technology and public-facing solutions that enhance customer service while driving down cost which is always a good thing over at the assessor's office. During his tenure, he rebuilt the department's website, increasing traffic tenfold to nearly 4 million page views a month. 
Wilson led a team that developed the best-in-class mobile iPad application for the field data collection that annually saves hundreds of thousands of dollars in avoided cost. And he spearheaded King County launching an online property tax appeal platform that after two years is handling close to 60% of all appeals filed. Thanks again, John, for uh, joining us. And uh, I'm sure there's some listeners out there that are trying to figure out what exactly uh, your office does. Can you clarify a little bit on on what you guys are tasked to do and and uh, what the, what it's all about? Sure. By, by state law, what the county assessor does is um, the assessor sets the property value on all commercial and residential properties in the county. So in the case of King County, that covers about 720,000 pieces of property. This building, your house... Uh, publicly owned buildings and all that. And then we also administer various programs that provide different categories of potential property tax relief for farmlands, for low-income seniors, uh, for a variety of other special case uses, historic preservation. So, John, property taxes went up sharply in 2018 but stayed relatively flat or even dropped a bit in, in many parts of King County this year. Why is that? Well, the, the, the big thing was the so-called McCleary decision from the state Supreme Court where the legislature basically hit King County in particular with a walloping increase. We last year raised property taxes by just under 17% across the county, the largest. Yeah, my taxes went up very high. Don't blame me. Oh, I definitely not. No, <laughs> definitely. I was, having, I was actually having a conversation about that earlier, that it's not your fault. <laughs> Thank you, Tina. You're welcome. But, but, but the fact was, it was the largest single increase we've ever had. This year, the formula for McCleary changes. And so what that's meant is generally taxes have been relatively flat. We've had some communities, for example, Mercer Island, property taxes actually went down. Um, Bellevue, they went up a little bit, but about half of what they'd done a year before. At the same time, values have continued to go up, mm-hmm. although we're seeing some changes in the real estate market as well. Yeah. I was talking, John, to my uh, dad. Shout out to my pops. And um, he said the assessor drove by. Oh, gosh, the value of our home. We've done some improvements. And he's freaking out. I don't know if it's come to flourishing yet, whatever that might have meant. Uh, but they're, they're under the impression that their property value is specifically related to uh, improvements of the home or the value of the home in general. Uh, can you clarify or talk about a little bit more about what actually determines the property taxes for a home? Sure. So first, tell your dad to take a deep breath. <laughs> Good. Good. <laughs> it, it, he'll be okay. Um, <laughs> remodeling can affect uh, your property value, but a lot of it depends on what you do. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if you're simply um, drywalling the basement, probably not quite so much, although gotcha. that adds some usable space. But if you've like put $50,000 in a new kitchen mm-hmm. or a spa-like bath uh, off the master suite, that can have an impact on, on your overall value. It's just as you guys both know, mm-hmm. it has a, an impact on your ability to command top dollar for it when you sell it. Yeah. So what we do is, is two things. Um, by state law, once every six years, we're to physically inspect a property. That mm-hmm. literally means we come out to the site. Uh, we'll usually knock on the door. You can introduce ourselves and that. We'll ask if there's been any major changes for that. We also obviously track what's happening with permitting and that. So if we have a permit that shows that there's been some significant remodel, we may ask even if we can step inside. We'll mm-hmm. always talk to the taxpayer first. Um, so those are the kind of things. People sometimes think, though, it's, it's merely square footage or mm-hmm. how many bedrooms I have in that. That's a factor, but it tends not to be the driving factor. It's those big kind of... Uh, amenity hooks in a house 
that will tend to drive the value of, you know, a, a gourmet cook's kitchen, uh, you know, a, a really luxury ensuite, um, some kind of a, above the norm uh, landscaping or that. Those kind of things can have an impact. So, John, don't come back to our house. My husband caught our kitchen on fire, and we've got a definitely upgrade gourmet kitchen. But, hush, that's just between you and I me heard, and our I listeners. Heard nothing. Heard nothing. <laughs> la, la, well, la. And, and talk about levies, too, because isn't it like around 46% of your taxes are actually based on the assessed of the property, but then you have all the levies and things that you're voting for as well? A- a- absolutely, Tina. And to come back to, to the earlier question, you know, last year's big spike, two-thirds of that was because of what the state legislature did as far mm-hmm. as education funding. Mm-hmm. But you do have roughly that 46% that's driven by what you and I vote on. Yes. So one of the things we did last year for the first time is we launched what's called the Taxpayer Transparency Tool. And it gives people a chance to literally go to their property, and if there's a ballot measure coming up, like there are some later this month in the, in the county, you can click and see, okay, what would that mean for my property taxes if I vote for that? Mm-hmm. And, and then you can see also the full stack of what am I paying on my property tax bill? Because folks often make the assumption because it comes from King County that King County is getting all the money. I wish, but that ain't the case. Yeah. And, and the fact is King County itself only gets about 18 cents on the dollar. The bulk of it goes to public education, yeah. but then you have some that goes to roads, yeah. to sound transit, parks, uh, parks mm-hmm. uh, fire districts, mm-hmm. a variety of things that yeah. we all count on. So, John, I know it's really important with uh, for you and the exemptions and really helping the low income, uh, especially the seniors, be able to afford to stay in their home. And property taxes can sometimes uh, prevent that from happening. So how are the efforts going in continuing to um, make that even more affordable with those exemptions for our seniors? So thanks for asking, Tina. There, yes. there are two tracks we're going on right now. Since I took office, we've mounted a very aggressive effort to um, recruit seniors who might not have known about the program to be able to uh, apply. Right now, the present law is that you have to be an owner-occupant, 61 and older, and have a household income of $40,000 a year. Now, for many folks in King County, that $40,000 threshold is frankly just too low. So there's legislation we've been working on with AARP and others that is working through the legislature. It is now passed both chambers, but it's caught in the budget negotiations that would actually index that economic threshold by each county's average median income. So here in King County, that would take that 40,000 level up to almost 60,000 and about double the number of people. Because part of the things that we find is is you have seniors that bought their home like in the 70s or so. They maybe spent... It wasn't Bellevue at that time. Right. I mean, like today's Bellevue. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And and they spent maybe $40,000 for that 1,200 square yeah. foot home that, that did happen to have a you know view of the lake or, sure. or, or something. And now that house is worth a million three, a million yeah. five. Yeah, which and, is going to be at least thirteen, maybe $15,000 a year. Right. Mm-hmm. So we, we, we have to do something, I think, to try to figure out how we can provide those people some relief so they're not getting taxed out yeah. of their homes. John, this is exciting stuff for our listeners. Can you tell us uh, some other exciting news as far as regarding property taxes and legislature and some of the other things that you're doing at this point? Well, one of the little things that has already gotten through both chambers and is awaiting the governor's signature is is what we call a manifest error correction. So if if there is some kind of fundamental error we found or you found in your property, it used to be historically that if it went beyond, went back more than three years, you had to file a separate pleading for each year thereafter. Mm. And we said, that's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Why, why not, if, if you found it and we validated it, why don't we just consider it one filing and we'll just do it in a group? 
it just seemed simple good government. And we were lucky that passed overwhelmingly through both chambers of the legislature and now awaits for Governor Inslee's signature. Fantastic. That's great. Yeah. So, John, uh, obviously a, a big uh, crisis that we're having here is the homeless uh, issues. And it's a really big issue facing the Puget Sound region. What is the cause for the crisis, and what's your what's your opinion on this? Well, th- th- there's clearly a lot of causes. Some of them social causes, mm-hmm. um, dr- drug and al- alcohol yeah. um, dependencies, and, and that. Some of it is the cost of housing. Uh, some of it is is uh, scarcity of housing. So you know, part of what we've been working on and trying to stay in our swim lane is we're the keeper of the property records for every piece of property in the county, whether Mm -hmm. it's publicly owned or privately owned. And what we know and what I know from my experience in county government is oftentimes there are pieces of property that government agencies buy when they're building big projects, such as what Sound Transit's doing right now, that that then are used for staging in that during the project, but afterwards they sit silent surplus. Wow. And so we said, why can't those be used for housing in cases? So we've mm-hmm. identified in both the city of Seattle and around King County, literally hundreds of these projects or properties rather that are owned by the state, the county and others that we think could be used for housing. So are you connecting with the nonprofit organizations to you know work through that process? Yeah, we're working with nonprofits. We're yeah. working with the local governments. Uh, we're trying to share it far and wide. We helped uh, a, a nonprofit agency build a mapping tool that shows people where those properties are. Wow, that's so exciting. Well, John, I know you're super active in that in that area specifically as part of the county executors one table um, process to develop options and address this issue. And I know you were super vocal advocate for sitting modular housing on this surplus of of government property. And um, where does this effort sit at this point? Where does it stand today? Where are you going to see it's going to go in our future here? So th- there's some efforts already underway. It's really interesting. There's some modular projects right now that are going in the ground or on the ground, as the case may be, uh, both in Edmonds and Auburn. Uh, part of the Edmonds project is already open. Auburn opens a little bit later this year. Part of what we did, Kaylin, is we identified about two dozen sites in the city of Seattle, again, these publicly owned yeah. sites. And on a couple of them, what we did is we ran hard numbers so you could get an idea. I'll give you a quick one. Uh, up on Capitol Hill, we found a site about 10,000 square feet. Um, we wanted to see if we could house roughly 60 people. Um, we figured out that a stick-built building would probably cost about 21 to $25 million and take five or more years. We then went to a modular provider and said, what could you do? They said, we can house the 60 people, have on-site services for them, and we can do the total installation on the ground for $6.9 million. Wow. Mm. Roughly a third of that. So what we're trying to do is work with the city and others now to find funding for that kind of stuff to move forward. We're right now working, hopefully, to get sound transit on some of those surplus properties yeah. they have along the existing rail right-of-way mm-hmm. that could be used for housing. So it's very exciting, and we think it offers an opportunity for us to start to build housing somewhat at a scale that we really need. Yeah, I, I love your creativity and everything that you're bringing into the assessor office. And, you know, so thank you uh, for that, John. We've got a minute left to, a minute left to wrap up before we head to commercial. And I know that you've been uh, really outspoken about the need for modernizing our tax system in order to reduce reliance on property taxes. So quickly, if what's the progress that you've been able to make in this area? We're, we're making some headway. It's slow. Um, one of the things that's starting to catch on and getting some interest 
And we were hoping to introduce legislation this session. It just didn't quite pan out. But next year, we are hoping to have something called what's called a homestead exemption. Okay. Uh, 34 states around the United States have that. Basically, what it does is it takes off the top a certain percentage or dollar value of your assessed value to reduce your property taxes. And we think this could be a huge help for homeowners uh, and that, that that allows them to either buy a little bit more house mm-hmm. or pay a little bit less in property taxes and, and helps them uh, fulfill that American dream of home ownership. Yeah, that's so wonderful. John, thank you again for coming in and, and joining us. Thank you. And I look forward to having you back. And coming up in the Money Hour, wealth is a team through teamwork. Noemi Chaparro of Securian Advisors Northwest. Right here at 1150 AM, KKNW, after this short break. Are you a woman in business or a brand that wants to help them figure out how to take their business to the next level? Do you have questions about how to effectively and safely use social media to build your brand and business? Are you ready to live your purpose out loud every single day, but not sure how to make it happen? Are you looking to start a thriving business, uncover new ideal clients, or find your dream job? Have you been trying to put your brand story together, but keep getting stuck? Deborah Trapin of D11 Consultants is a well-respected expert who speaks, writes, and consults on the topics of personal brand, digital marketing strategies, and living a fired-up life. Deborah Trapin of D11 Consulting helps entrepreneurs build businesses and lives they love by attracting ideal clients with a solid brand message and simple digital marketing strategies. Deborah Trapin of D11 Consulting is passionate about inspiring entrepreneurs to define their personal brand to build a business and life they love. Deborah Trapin of D11 Consulting is excited to help you get fired up and on your way to building a successful business and life. This is Deborah Trapin of D11 Consulting. To learn more about my firm, connect with me on social media, or sign up for a free consultation, please visit my website, d11consulting.com. Be sure to sign up to fire up on my email list and you will receive a free core values exercise to get you started defining your personal brand and building a life you love. If you prefer email, send me a note at Deborah at D11consulting.com. Again, to learn more about my services, connect with me on social or sign up to fire up, visit D11consulting.com. I look forward to connecting with you soon. You're listening to The Money Hour with your host, Tina Mitchell, and co-host, Keelan Harvey, on Alternative Talk AM 1150. Now, back to the show with local mortgage experts, Tina Mitchell and Keelan Harvey. Welcome back to The Money Hour on 1150 AM KKNW, the Saturday, April 13th show. I am your host, Tina Mitchell. And I am your co-host, Keelan Harvey. We are local mortgage experts. We are here to help you build a strong financial blueprint one week and one show at a time. If you're hearing our show at a different time or day, you are listening to a rebroadcast, but we're here to connect you with the guests that we have on the show today and to answer any questions that you might have. You can call the show at one 855 411 Again, that's one 855 411 or online at com. In studio right now, coming back for a second time, we have Noemi Shapiro of Securin Advisors Northwest. Wealth is attained through teamwork. Noemi, thank you so much for joining us back in studio. Thank you for having me. It's been a blast. 
and a little bit about Noemi. A financial advisor with Securian Advisors Northwest is dedicated to providing valuable financial services to her clients with a focus on building and protecting wealth. With education as the foundation of her process, mutual trust and understanding are created. Noemi is skilled at teaching her clients how money works which it uh, eliminates the fear and the confusion often presented when dealing with financial matters. Clients are then able to take action and on their role in the process and trust the decisions that they make to reach their goals. Noemi brings 27 years of combined experience as a business owner and financial services professional to her work. Noemi, super excited to have you back. And hi, you're Julie. hi, you're uh, you're speaking to uh, to my heart here. You know, I started my finance career doing this similar thing as you: retirement planning, managing wealth for small businesses. Very passionate about it. You know, um, 2008 downfall saw a lot of people lose a lot of money, make some mistakes, and that kind of inspired my career. So good on you for uh, the path you're taking and the lives that you're changing. Thank you. I think it's important. <laughs> it is for sure. So I I I wanted to start out because when you talk to people. They, they think they have to have $10 million to talk to a financial advisor or, you know, they don't know what the right time is. Um, can you speak on that a little bit? When is the right time to speak to a financial advisor? Well, um, it's never too early to talk to a financial advisor. And money really is a secondary reason to approach a financial advisor. Um, these days, there's so many books out there, so much information that you can get uh, to learn how to manage money and to understand uh, what it is, what's involved. Mm-hmm. But the issue is that, like many things, you could learn data, information from a book. You mm-hmm. go to a library, you go online. But it's kind of like hiring an advisor is kind of like if you study how to swim, you've never swam before, and you learn how to do it. The book tells you these are the strokes. This is how fast you have to paddle. And then you say, okay, I've got it. I know how to swim. You find the swimming pool for the first time. You jump in. And then you're like, oh, my God, I'm going to drown, right? You know everything. (laughs) It's the same sort of thing with finance, right? You know about money. You learn about money. But it's a whole different ballgame when you start to experience the emotional impact that that has when you've putting your hard-earned money to work and you don't understand what the market is doing and if you feel, if you fall and you stumble, your, your value goes down, you think, I have to get out. That's where you need a coach. That's where you need a swimming coach and you need a financial advisor. It's the same thing. You know, you weren't, expe- you weren't expecting the water to be so cold. Your, yeah. your body stiffened up. You lost money. You, now you're thinking, oh, my God, I'm going to lose everything. If you have somebody that you can go to that can guide you through those stumbles, you'll be more likely to succeed. Yeah, well said. And it's funny, is before you said the word emotional, that's exactly where I went. It's because it's the emotion behind that once you're there and you experience that, then that's where you need that support and somebody to hold you up in the water while you learn. So let's talk about um, that emotional, because with emotional, a lot of the times comes emotional concerns. So what are some of the common concerns that you help walk your clients uh, through Noemi and better you solve for them? Sure. Uh, you know, it really depends on the stage of life they're in. Mm. Um, if, we, if I have someone that comes to me and they're in their 20s, 20, 25 years old, they may be concerned about student loans or yeah. debt, getting out of debt. 
Then you have someone who maybe has been in the workforce for 10 or 15 years, and they're starting to think about home ownership. How do they get there, and how, how can I save to make that happen? A couple that um, is in their 40s and is more focused on family is thinking mm-hmm. about how am I going to pay for college, yeah. right? So it really depends on the client at the end of the day. And some of the, sometimes, not relying on age, um, your emotional education, your emotional uh, intelligence prioritizes what you need to pay attention to. So then you speak with a financial advisor that can help you organize and, and tell you how to tackle these issues one at a time and then in the right order. Yeah, and you know, that's one thing I love about Noemi is is she really sits down and finds out exactly what their unique and specific needs are. And yes, you're in different stages and different journeys through your life. And I know that you work with a lot of um, people that are heading towards retirement. And that's another stage as well that really takes a a skilled person to help navigate through, especially if their money doesn't look like it's going to last them as long as they thought it was. That's a huge concern. Yeah. Noemi, I love how you talk about managing emotions because that's really what it is. You know, the people that lost the most in 2008 were the people that freaked out and pulled Mm -hmm. all their money out. If they would have just had your advice, you would have said, stay calm. The market does what it does in history. And they would have even made a boatload of money. They would gain what they lost and more. So uh, it's really, truly about managing emotions because what you want to do, you're probably late. You're not picking stocks and getting that lucky winner. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just really risky. So good on you for that. Um, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about home ownership, and you know that's what we do, and we have those conversations with people. On the financial advisory side, how do you help people to plan for home ownership? Well, you know, I start with my clients by helping them envision what they see as a home, and define it for me. Tell me what your home looks like, in the best case scenario, like and that. and and then I ask them, well, what's a must have? What do you absolutely need to have that you can't do without inside of that home, mm-hmm. right? And then what are the, the dream uh, features in a home that you would absolutely love to have? And so what that does is it starts to get them to clarify their expectations. And so, and, and then we, we line those up against where they are financially today. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes what you think you want and need is not necessarily attainable in that moment. So part of the education is about, you know, your first home may not be the end-all, be-all. But we're going to put you on track to get the dream home that you want. So this is a first step. So it allows the client to kind of settle into this is a process. It's not really about the money. Mm -hmm. It's about learning how to manage expectations and learning how to build processes so that you can reach your goal. Well said. What you're doing is you're helping them visualize so then you can connect to the positive emotion that they have behind that home ownership and then the pain of having to let something go, spending money to save that money is going to help them reach that goal. I love that. So let's talk about because, you know, you, you know people that save money, people that budget save money, they save, spend less and have more money if they're always saving for something. So how are you really helping your clients to save and for that goal of that big purchase or something that they want for their family, Noemi? Yeah, you know, again, it's leading with education and expectations. And so I teach them about the power of compounding, mm. right? And, and the importance of commitment to your dream. 
So always having your dream there alive and well and vibrant so that it helps you navigate towards that, uh, to the goal. And, um, you know, anyone can put math on a, on a spreadsheet mm-hmm. and say, okay, we're here at five years from now, you want to buy X, so you need to save X number of dollars. And that's fine. But the problem is that the client may not be up to that. Yeah. Right. And if it doesn't fit in with their emotional well-being and their financial wellness, they're going to give up on their dream. Yeah. So it's important to understand what you want. Keep that carrot out there so that the client keeps reaching for it and is willing to sacrifice some things today for that future goal. I mean, this is awesome. This is mm-hmm. basically clarification around their expectations, but connecting with their why. Why am I doing That's this? Right. And it's a marathon. It's not a race, right? And just that compounding effect, you just put something away, put something away, put something away. One day you look back and you go, whoa, look what we did. You know, mm-hmm. we're, uh, we're so much closer to our goals, which only empowers that why even more. Um, how much money do your clients need in order to work with you? I don't turn anyone away for lack of funds. But there are certain things that need to be in place. Yeah, being gainfully employed is a must. You have to have some sort of resource, something coming in to work with. Mm-hmm. Um, so there are instances where I might be speaking with someone that says, I'm in debt. Can you help me get out of debt? I'm in a hole. The, 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 t- the IRS is after me and I need help, you know, getting organized. I'll refer those clients out to other colleagues that specialize in those areas. Um, so you don't need, there is no minimum. All you need to have is the willingness and the vision of what you want and have a job. And, you know, the, the effects of compounding and having a goal will turn that dream into reality quicker than you think for most people. Yes. Uh, Noemi, I've, I have had the opportunity to uh, get to know you very well, so I know what makes you different from other advisors, and that's why I send my clients uh, when I have the opportunity to you. But I would love for you to share what is what do you do that makes you so special and different? Oh, thank you. Besides my pink, vibrant yeah, she pink is rocking. <laughs> she is rocking pink today, yes. <laughs> well, you know, it's accessibility. I believe in customer service. I know that's kind of a... a, a a term that's overused probably these days, but especially with money, there's so much mm-hmm. fear around it. And I, my number one priority is to make sure I'm available for my clients. Yeah. And so then beyond that, I look for holistic planning. It's not, again, it's not just about the money. It's about the lifestyle that you mm-hmm. want to live. How important is your family around you? How is this going to work? How are you going, going to incorporate your family members in this plan? And, and, the, the icing on the cake is when I can have my clients invite their children in on a meeting so that we can start to mm. educate the next generation. Yeah. So um, it, it's just the gift that keeps on giving if you do it correctly. Yes. No, I mean, you said an a important word there. You said fear. And as human beings, fear stops us a lot of times from obtaining our goals or doing the things that we want to do in life. Can you uh, give some advice to someone listening to the show that doesn't know how the market works and, and are just literally afraid of losing money um, and are kind of controlled by fear in the market. Sure. Often people are paralyzed. And what I say is you don't have to do it alone. Mm-hmm. Find a professional 
that is willing to sit down with you and answer your questions. There are no stupid questions. Answer your questions and help educate you as to what your needs are and how you can attain those goals that you're looking for. Erratically, the the best uh, weapon against fear is education. Yeah. So as we're wrapping up our time here, uh, Noah, maybe we've got just a minute. Um, can your clients have you help them with financial matters outside of investing? Yes. I'm so glad you asked that. Um, that's why I say wealth is a team effort. Mm-hmm. You, you, you need to have professionals around you. So I tell my clients, call me with anything that has to do about money. If you're going to buy a car, if you're going to buy roller skates, I don't care what it is, you know, (laughs) you're going to spend $600 on a pair of shoes and you, is it in your budget? And and if you're strapped to make that decision and you're fearful about it, call me. I'll tell you where the best place is to find that money. Romy, thank you so much for uh, joining us back in studio. It's always a pleasure to see you. Thank you. And coming up next in the Money Hour, full-service real estate in a discounted service era, asking your agent for more, not less. We have Tamara Stangby with Windermere right here at 1150 AM KKNW after this short break. Would you like to make a real difference for local individuals and families that are struggling with poverty, homelessness, abuse, and violence? Assistance League of the East Side is an all-volunteer, nonprofit organization that works to improve the lives of our neighbors every day. With your generosity, we can help individuals and families right here in our community through our philanthropic programs, including Operation School Bell. This year, Operation School Bell has provided 3,500 local children in need the opportunity to shop for new clothes, shoes, and coats. This helps them focus on learning, and they go to school with more confidence. To learn more about how you can become a volunteer with our organization or make a tax-deductible donation, visit aleastside.org. You're listening to The Money Hour with your host, Tina Mitchell, and co-host, Keelan Harvey, on Alternative Talk AM 1150. Now, back to the show with local mortgage experts, Tina Mitchell and Keelan Harvey. Welcome back to The Money. We're at 1150 AM KKNW, the Saturday, April 13th show. I am your host, Tina Mitchell. And I'm your co-host, Keelan Harvey. Your local mortgage experts bringing in studio each week the best of the best in our area so that we can connect you with them for all your financial needs. If you're hearing our show at a different time or day, you are listening to a rebroadcast, but we're here to connect you with our guests. They can answer any questions that you may have. You can call the show at one 855 411150 Again, that's one 411150 or online at themoneyr.com. In studio right now, first time that she's visited us, we have Tamara Stangby with Windermere, full-service real estate in a discount service era, asking your agent for more, not less. Tamara, so excited to have a conversation with you today. Yeah, thanks so much for having me, Tina. And a little bit about Tamara. Tamara is the principal at Stangby estate services and she brings a wealth of experience in both real estate brokering and personal property appraising. As a realtor with Windermere, Tamara has expertise in pricing, home preparation, marketing and negotiations. She is also a certified stager. As a member of the International Society of Appraisers, she is uniquely qualified to assist with all downsiding needs including estate assessment and liquidation. Her appraisal and consultation work cover a wide range of including art and antiques as well as collectibles and general household items. 
Tamara, so glad to have you on the show. What a nice surprise. We closed a transaction together, yeah. a very successful yes. one. So I'm so glad you're here with me. And, and then Tina. she's just here now in studio because I invited her. I didn't uh, even know you guys worked together. Small world. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. But we're really glad to have you. Thank um, you. Can you speak to our listeners a little bit about why it's important to hire a full service agent uh, when you're selling your home? Yes, absolutely. So, you know, I think everybody realizes that selling your home is a big project mm. with a lot of moving parts. And the whole idea of not having full service, of discounting some of those pieces is just scary. Yes. So, you know, I have a feeling that the reason that some people might think that's okay, okay direction to go is because they really don't realize what's involved with full service. So they really haven't gone through the process and understood everything that's involved in a real estate transaction. So that's one thing I wanted to come and speak to today and then also speak a little bit about some extra stuff that you could be asking your agents because there's a lot of wonderful talented agents out there that not only would do full service but have other kinds of skills and yes. um, things that they can help you with that go beyond the the normal full services yeah and and if you're thinking about purchasing anything there's a discounted service for everything mm-hmm. and I like to use the example of you know do you prefer to buy your clothes at Target or do you prefer to buy your clothes at a department store right so it's the same thing discount Discounted service equal discounted price equals discounted service, mm-hmm. no matter how you look at it. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about what does a full service generally entail. Right. So full service generally entails, and this is what you should be expecting from your agent. Um, I'm going to kind of go through in pieces and try not to get too detailed. I mean, we'll be here <laughs> forever. Um, but you start with assessment and preparation, and that's a huge part of selling a home and a huge part that I think doesn't get fully covered with a, a lot of agents, especially discount agents. Um, so you'll do a walkthrough. Um, you'll, you will go through with them, determine what kind of repairs need to be done, what kind of upgrades need to, need to be done. Cosmetic is it huge. Mm-hmm. Presentation is everything in real estate. Mm-hmm. You know, if you've got the pink toilets and the you know, shag carpet. <laughs> they will match Noemi. <laughs> <laughs> Do not call Noemi a pink toilet. That's not, good Lord. Jeez. Yeah, so that's something to address. It doesn't always mean that you're going to change that, but going through and really doing an assessment and getting a game plan together is one of the most important pieces of of the real estate transaction. Um, you're, you can expect that your agent would be willing to schedule vendors and be there and ma- help manage that whole process because that can be a very overwhelming process for people getting their house ready yeah. for the market. Another piece of that assessment is going through and looking at the stuff in the house. What's going to go? What's going to stay? Mm-hmm. Are they going to stay in the house? Is the house going to be vacant? Are there, is there furniture that could potentially stay for staging? Um, in, 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 in that process, you're going to lay out a whole staging plan. What's the process? We'll talk, talk a lot more about staging la- later, but um, staging is, a, is an important piece of the process. And so you've got to kind of figure it out from the be- beginning. How is yeah. that going to work? And then in that uh, beginning piece, too, you're going you're gonna to pull title and you're going to start addressing any needs that need to be addressed during that initial um, consultation. Yeah, I always say the work really starts once the transaction gets in the process to close. I couldn't agree more. Most mm-hmm. people fail to acknowledge all the details. Mm-hmm. I mean, from the furniture, people don't think mm-hmm. about that. They're just like, sell the home. But like, that's, yep. that's your life in yep. the home, mm-hmm. and there's a lot that comes with it. Yep. So yep. good thinking there. Um, s- go ahead. Uh, I was going to say, so discount services, we're all aware of, you know, kind of that model um, mm-hmm. right now um, mm-hmm. on all ends. Um, not even just in our business, but everybody's got this big box thing that mm-hmm. they're trying to go for. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think discount services generally cover? 
Well, um, so discount services, I, I didn't completely, um, I want to kind of go through some of the other things that I think you should expect your full service okay. to do first. Um, so pricing, of course, mm. pricing is vital in this market, absolutely vital. You need a comparative market analysis and a pricing strategy. You need a full market overview and you need to understand how your home fits into that whole marketplace. Yeah. Um, marketing, marketing is huge and presentation is everything. I feel that you um, should expect um, staging and a staging plan mm -hmm. and that you should expect professional photography. Yes. Both of those are huge because houses, we know houses sell online. Mm -hmm. Houses sell because people see the pictures and they say, yes, I'm going to go see that house. Mm -hmm. So staging and photography is everything that should just be part of your full service agent's duty. Um, and then high-end marketing materials, uh, signage, flyers, home books. There's all kinds of uh, marketing materials, creative ways to really get information out there. And then all of the, that information needs to be channeled through the, the right channels. And these days we know that's online channels. Yes. <laughs> so the MLS, the appropriate websites, social media. And then there's the whole open outhouses and interacting with potential buyers and mm -hmm. interacting with other agents. There's a, a lot of communication that goes on in that in that marketing piece. Yeah. And you should expect that your agent is going to go full force with all of that. Of course, there's a whole piece of negotiations and contracts and communication. Your agent should fully explain all the contracts. They're legal documents. They're very involved. Mm -hmm. um, so you, you need to make sure that your agent can sit down and thoroughly explain because these are um, there's a lot that goes into that contract. The contingencies, yes. everything that goes in there, you, you need to understand it before you sign on the dotted line. Um, and then and then negotiation and guiding you through pricing, earnest money, multiple offers, which we know is a huge deal these days, the inspection process, the appraisal process, and all the contingencies. So you need to expect that your agent is going to help you through all, all of that process. And then finally, there's closing, which um, <laughs> you, you are familiar with. Yeah. Uh -huh. But there, it's very important, as you know, that the agent be in communication with, with the lenders, um, with escrow. And lots can happen after the contract is signed. Yeah. And, and oftentimes, bigger issues that need to be taken care of during that process. So I bet the answer of the discount service, <laughs> it's easier to say what they do than what they don't do, right? Right, right. Well, you know, in terms of um, discount services, um, they're all very different, and I'm not going to name names, but they're all very different in their sure. approach to how they discount. Um, one of the biggest issues, I think, with discount agencies is that they tend to divide up the tasks. So um, mm -hmm. their their model is to get as high a volume as they potentially can. So if so, they're kind of setting it up like in a, a mechanical type of way, you know, rather than the the more traditional way of having the agent be responsible for everything that's happening. Yes. So th that you know that. It, all the stuff that can potentially happen in a real estate transaction, if, if you're dividing up all those tax and you don't have somebody that's there 24-7, there, and I literally mean 24-7, um, things can fall apart. And so that is a huge issue, I think, with, um, with discount services and needing full service um, uh, as for full service agent, I have some stories. I don't know if we have the time for it, but I sat there last night and I was just thinking of like some of the crazy stuff that's happened to me uh -huh. through the years. Um, one thing that came to me was last year I had a, a, a uh, 
situation where the sellers believed that they had a brand new sewer line. And so we used it in the marketing. Mm-hmm. It was fabulous. Um, oh, no. We had we got somebody in contract. Um, and by the way, the, the, pers- the, um, the company that did the sewer line told them, everything's good. You're completely uh-huh. good. You have a brand new sewer line. So we got into contract and they did a sewer scope and came to find out it was all brand new up to a section of it that was out in the street under under the street. No way. <laughs> that could be so expensive. Oh, oh my gosh. My golly. So that's when you need somebody you on the phone and really exactly. doing the negotiations, really mm-hmm. working it out. I mean, it was a detailed one to work out, but we, yes. we worked it out and the deal went through. Yeah. Um, another kind of crazy one that I had this probably was the most dramatic one I ever had. This one was a house that was on septic, and we had gotten they, they were per, they they thought their septic was absolutely fine. Um, we got into a contingency agreement, had the um, septic um, inspected, and the septic failed. And in that situation, that means that your entire drain field needs to be dug up. So yeah. their entire front lawn mm. was dug up while mm. we went on the market. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so we had to explain, oh, but you're going to get a completely brand new drain field, yeah. you know, and, yeah. and work that process through. So, yeah, um, th- there's a lot that can go on, and you just you yeah. need somebody there. You need those p- personal 24-hour, seven-days-a-week services. Detail, yeah. really going out that, that extra mile. So, yeah. um, obviously, you're, you're, without a doubt, a full-service uh, real estate professional mm-hmm. plus. So, I'd love to hear about the plus plus. <laughs> In addition to the standard services that you would expect from a full service, what other things do you do for your clients? Yeah. So, um, in addition to the full service, I um, actually am a certified stager and a personal property appraiser. Um, so, I'll just I'll, uh, talk about the staging a little bit first because that's mm-hmm. a little easier to wrap your head around. Um, I think everybody pretty much realizes how important staging is in yes. our market here. You walk into any listing and it it looks beautiful. Yeah. Um, and I think any market, if you want to get top dollar, you've got to spend money to make your house look good no matter what market you're in, right? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Effective staging sells homes faster and at higher prices is just a fact. Yeah. Um, so it, it isn't decorating. There, uh, It's going in. It's um, actually neutralizing the environment, creating a beautiful environment that uh, potential buyers can see themselves living in. So the important piece there is is um, getting rid of the clutter, um, just setting the tone so that people can envision themselves living in the home. Yeah. That emotional connection they get to exactly. it, right? Exactly. That's the emotional. whole thing. Mm-hmm. What kind of staging do you see that works the best? Yeah. So it really depends on a number of factors. Um, the area that the house is in, the style of the house, and the price point of the house is going to determine um, kind of what direction you go. There's a lots of ways to do staging. Um, we, I can use sellers' items. Um, I can use some of their items, bring items in, or we can start completely from scratch and bring everything in. Again, the key is just to get to declutter, get all the personal stuff out of there, and make it feel attractive to buyers. Okay, Tamara, as we wrap up our time together, I think it would be really uh, important for the listeners to know, what does a per- personal property appraiser do? Yeah, so at the personal property appraiser, Think Antique Roadshow, um, they are people that not all, they analyze the value of personal property. So mm-hmm. I analyze both the value of homes and, and of personal property. Similar to the way that you would analyze the value of a home, um, with personal property, you find the appropriate markets, and then you, um, you get 
comparables and you find a value based on those comparables. Um, this, this service is really very valuable for people who are downsizing and selling both possessions in a home. Um, generally, these people are very overwhelmed. They don't know where to start. So I'm able to go in in that initial walkthrough and assess the value of their items, direct them to the best markets for selling, and even broker them. And I can also help completely liquidate an entire household of belongings if that's what they need. Yeah, wow. that is definitely some uh, extra skills that you have that majority of agents do not have. Mm-hmm. It was such a pleasure to have you here, Tamara, for the first time. Thank Look you forward so much, to having Tina. you come back. Thank you. <laughs> and that's it for our show. This is Tina Mitchell, your host, signing off for the day. And Keelan Harvey, your co-host. Uh, we'll be here next week, same time, same place, right here at 1150 AM KKNW. Have a great weekend, everyone. Tina Mitchell, MLO 145420, and Keelan Harvey, MLO 133075, are licensed loan originators with Gateway Mortgage Group, LLC, and MLS 7233. The views expressed by the speakers on the preceding program are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views of Gateway Mortgage Group, LLC, nor are they necessarily endorsed by Gateway Mortgage Group, LLC.